Greetings, Director. What you are about to listen to is a highly confidential debrief of agents from the United Nations Department of High-Risk Operations, the HERO Department. At the end of the briefing, you will use a link in the description of your podcast feed to select which agent you would like to grant Omega-7 clearance. Don't worry, Mission Control will explain in more detail once you need to make your decision. I'd also like to remind you that if you enjoyed today's debrief, you can perform one of your own using the party game Mission Accomplished by Jeff Stormer. A role-playing game of super spies and office meetings, you are the greatest secret agents the world has to offer, you have just saved the world, and now comes the really hard part, a meeting with management after the fact. By the end of this meeting, somebody is getting a promotion, somebody is getting shipped off to Siberia, and a whole lot of laughs are being had. You can find the game at jeffstormer.itch.io slash mission accomplished or in the description below. Finally, be warned, this debrief does contain references to ghosts and comical body horror. Good luck, Director. The hero department is counting on you. Everybody, welcome back from your mission, and thank you for joining me for our mandatory Friday afternoon debriefing session. So you all know me, I am Mission Control, and today we've got a very special debriefing. So all of you have done this kind of debriefing before, you know how it normally works. Normally we would go through and we would sign you commendation dice and citation dice, and this would determine who lives and who dies. But today, we've actually got the director listening in via a remote podcasting feed. How exciting is that? Great. <sighs> All right. Great energy in here, guys. So the director is going to be listening in. And at the end, they have a promotion that they're going to give to one of you. So be sure to keep notes, director. Okay, so before we all introduce ourselves to the director, let's talk a little bit about your mission. Your mission was to go out onto international waters onto the Blind Stud. Now this is an exclusive ocean liner run by the enigmatic, eccentric, billionaire Dollar Sign. But you weren't worried about Dollar Sign. You needed to bankrupt the bull who had a lot of money from the vast International League of Larcenists, Arsonists, and Inventors of Nefarious Science. Or as we like to call them here, villains. Since the bull had so much villains money, we took you, our best sea squad, and sent you out to sea, <laughs> no pun intended, to bankrupt the bull. And you all did an amazing job. There were just a few little hiccups we wanted to talk about today. But we can get into the details later. First, we're gonna do an icebreaker, again, pun definitely not intended, where you're gonna introduce a little bit about yourselves, what you did on the mission, and then a fun little fact about yourself. So for example, I'll go first. I am mission control, he, him pronouns. I'm the one who helps facilitate the missions and run debriefings. And in this mission, it's up to me to help do an exemplary performance examination. And a fun fact about myself is I'm supposed to only eat a piece of chocolate a day, but 
sometimes on weekends, I like to double dip. All right, who's next? I first just want to have a, a, a quick uh, clarification. So one of them is I have no idea what a podcast feed is, but I like to comment whoever evaluates this. So good for you, podcast feed. After those things are out of the way, I want to introduce myself. My name is Milopopolis. Hey, him. Uh, my role in this mission is to steal things, but, you know, I am a professional thief but not in a villainous kind of way, but in a professional sort of way. There's two different things about it. And the fun fact is that as a professional thief, I did once steal the Pope. But uh, the timeline about that event is messy, so please do not ask me about it. Oh, excellent, excellent introduction, Milo. Now, again, I'm not going to give you a citation die, although I just have one little, little antsy-bincy pizza feedback about your introduction. You did a great job telling us your role, but you didn't sell yourself. What did you do specifically on this mission? Oh, yes, right. Well, I mean, one could say that I made this mission succeed, but uh, specifically speaking, I was able to acquire the guest list. So I know of all of the individuals that are part of this nefarious organization, because as I said, I am good at stealing things, and the guest list was one of them. And a fantastic job you did. I'm sure you stole many hearts as well. Oh, I, I do that on the side, but yeah, that's not a lie either. All right, so long as it doesn't interfere with work hours. Who's next? Ah, oh, well, I'm called Plasma Pangolin. I'm what they might call a master infiltrator from the Fox and the Hound units. My role here was to get into places that no one else can get into. I worked my way down into the bowels of the ship to find the room where they rig the gambling arena, and also where they transfer all their cryptocurrency. Bit chips? Anyway, I accomplished this, the core of the mission, ensuring that our target would be bankrupt by the end of the night. Uh, also, a fun fact about me is that my twin... Liquid Platypus has been trying to kill me for years. He's incredibly jealous, because you see, I received all of the dominant alleles from our mother, the alien god Genova, and he received all the recessive ones, which, as we know, is, is a bad thing. That's just how science works. A fantastic introduction, full marks. A little bit of a downer at the end, but that's absolutely fine. Who's next? Oi, I am uh, Songbird McRong. My pronouns are he, him, and I was undercover as a poker dealer. Tonight. Uh, a fun fact about me is that I have won the International Bagpipe Competition seven years in a row, which is very impressive because I've only been competing for six. Oh, you must just be extremely lucky. All of you, since tonight we're not handing out citation die for things like not mentioning what your general role is. Ah, uh, but uh, I, I did. I was undercover as a poker dealer. Yes, but we're talking about your role in the business as a whole. You can't just assume that the director knows everything, can you, Songbird? That's an awful lot to ask of our lead. Uh, in the company, I often go undercover in undercover positions. In this case, it was as a poker dealer. Thank you so much for clarifying. Just making us feel confident that you were the best equipped person for the role. Indeed. All right. Uh, could you, uh, over there in the corner with your legs spread wide enough to fit three tables, just introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. Just let me Spread out there a little bit. <sighs> I figured I'd wait. Save the best for last. <laughs> My code name is uh 
Alpha Tiger M. The M stands for muscles or money or magnitude. Uh, my role is buffness. I'm just like, I got a lot of muscles and so I muscle things. But I also have a really strong and dominant personality, which is why I successfully turned the bull to our side. Uh, yeah, it's just as a natural alpha male, I have this influence over betas. It might be pheromones. It might be just the weight of my personality. But uh, did some good work today, yesterday, at this when happened. My fun fact is that I only shop from the carefully curated lists from the website Alpha M. They give some suggestions for the best way of dressing yourself so that everyone knows not just from your pheromones, but also from a distance what kind of man you are. All right. Great introductions, everyone, and really fun, fun facts. I'll have to step up my game for the next meeting. So as part of our regular debriefing process, we did have you fill out these anonymous written reports. And we promised you when we filled those out that we wouldn't use them to call out anybody or sow conflict between you all. And that's still absolutely 100% true. I promise. But there were a few discrepancies we just wanted to work through right now. So I've got a list right here, and I'm just going to go through the order of events and see if we can clear some things up. Does that sound good for everyone? <sighs> I suppose so. Sure. I. <sighs> All right. So at the beginning, just like Milo said he did, he stole the guest list with an impressive sleight of hand. Now, I know you're a bit reluctant to hand it to us, Milo, but knowing you have it makes us feel comfortable all the same. That being said, I did get a report that in addition to stealing the guest list, you stole, and I quote, all the fucking shrimp. Would you mind just explaining uh, why you felt the need to steal so much shrimp? Well, you see, it's mostly because every time I go on a, on a mission such as this, I always want to keep some sort of souvenir from my uh, missions. And so I thought that, well, one of the things that would matter the least in this mission would be shrimp. And uh, I really like shrimp as well, so I decided, you know, why not? Who cares about the shrimp? Usually they go bad anyways if they're not on ice, so like, what is this? A couple of bunch of shrimp. I'll just keep them on my freezer and keep them as a souvenir and a memento. It was... For a crowd, though, this is three metric tons of shrimp we're talking about, which the logistics of that is something that we'll leave over to the logistics department. But I just want to know what you needed with all of that shrimp. Well, you know, uh, I had a lot of free times on my hands because really t stealing the guest list was child's play. And so, well, obviously I wanted to keep the souvenir, but also I don't know if you heard, but we had some angry... Uh, Kraken on the sea that seemed a little bit hungry. Oh, yes, I, I know all about the Kraken. We'll get to the Kraken later. So I decided, why not, you know, keeping part of the souvenir for myself and then just feeding it. It looked hungry. They didn't have any food for the Kraken. So, you know, it didn't impair the mission. We still succeeded. I guess we wanted to have a souvenir and a food for the Kraken. 
Well, I suppose helping the Kraken does feed into the third habit of highly effective Black Ops agents, Team Spirit. Indeed. And no one seemed too bothered by the shrimp being missing. And we know that because at that time, Songbird was casually bugging absolutely everything on the blind stud. That was my job. Just absolutely everything. The cards, the seats, the chandeliers, the Kraken, which again, we'll get to later. However, Songbird, I do want to... I don't want to call into question your ability with the sixth habit, inventory management. I just want to ask about uh, something I heard in a report. According to an anonymous report, you had put so many bugs on the blind stud itself that apparently everyone started to hear really harsh feedback. And for that, I apologize. But with all due respect, your bugs, sometimes they are not very good. And so I was making sure that I was having functioning bugs. Oh, I, I'm, I'm on the ship. I hope you're not calling into question our seventh habit of highly effective black ops agents, the hero department's fiscal responsibility. Why would I be calling in fiscal responsibility? Oh, just by calling the bugs cheap. I did not say they were cheap. I said they didn't work. They are <laughs> remarkably expensive for not working, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I had to use so many. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and so I was really just going above and beyond trying to make sure that debugs, they, they worked. A, uh, a harsh buzzing noise is better than no noise at all, I should think. Right. Okay. <laughs> so that kind of explains where we started. And again, we'll get to other things like the Kraken later. The very hungry Kraken, let me say. I was the only one trying to figure out how to feed it. They were not the only ones who were hungry. <laughs> a hungry Kraken is way worse than a hungry bunch of people, Mr. Macrong. <sighs> Squabbling among betas. You could have looked over and uh, seen me arm wrestling the Kraken like a man. Listen, I know everyone's really excited to talk about the Kraken, but we do have that for later in the presentation. So if we could just wait to share all thoughts about the Kraken until we get to the Kraken. Because there is actually a bit of the timeline that's a bit unclear, and i just like you as a group to help me clarify it. When and how, but really for the purposes of reporting, when was the Poltergeist released? I was too busy feeding a Kraken to see when it was released. And we'll talk about feeding the Kraken when we get to the Kraken. All right, all right. Just... Uh, pretty sure it happened after the boat started listing. I remember it was when I had to crawl my way out of the elevator duct on my way back above deck. That was when I first saw the poltergeist just going by like, oh, as he does, you know. Well, I, I remember as I was throwing out with my new lead recruited ally, <laughs> all on me, guys, just, just saying, uh, I saw something that I thought was pangolin, but... <laughs> Was actually the poltergeist. Oh, so that, okay, that explains the next part in the timeline. I think I understand. So somehow a poltergeist was summoned around the time you, Alpha, had turned the bull to our side. Fantastic work. He will be an invaluable asset. I know. Now, I did get a little bit of feedback about the way you followed the poltergeist. Specifically, I was told, and again, this is a quote, Tiger Alpha M... Chad walked, whatever that is, 
around the casino so obnoxiously <laughs> that he was recognized from a viral TikTok and his cover was blown. Okay, okay, okay. So, first of all, of course you don't know what Chad Walked is. <laughs> the walk of a man who knows what he wants and who he is i don't walk like a virgin i know that i got recognized but the thing is it's not a bad thing because they knew who to respect on the boat you know i think that was part of why i got him on our side in the first place was because he realized who he had to defer to oh okay so Basically, the only way to make your alpha, is, is that the correct term? Yeah. The only way to make your alpha powers apparent was to showcase to the bull who you really were. Yes and no. I like to think it was a combination of the walk and the pheromones. <laughs> okay. Now, there was a complication that I noticed, which was that while the blind stud is supposedly neutral <clears throat> territory, it was being held for a villain's tournament, so it was the villain's time on the ship. And Dollar Sign promptly appeared to kick you out, which could have spelled doom for the mission. And that's why I really, really want to congratulate you, Songbird, on what you pulled off next. And I'd love to hear really how you did it, because I think we, this could be great for training materials in the future. We, we don't have to talk about it now, but if you could like record a video or something, just a little inter-office training. We can make it fun. Anyways, so Dollar Sign came out, but according to my notes, Songbird pretended to be Dollar Sign successfully and then convinced the crew that the real Dollar Sign was an imposter. <laughs> so do you mind just giving us a little bit of inside advice from that, from, from just that mind of yours? Just a brain blast. That, uh, thank you. I was one of my final moments, if I do say so myself. You see, uh, Mr. Dollar Sign, he had spilled ice cream <laughs> on his jacket earlier. <laughs> he had been eating ice cream because all the shrimp was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I did is I excused myself from my poker table, went back and spilled a great many things on my jacket. <laughs> and so when I went out, I said, it is me, Dollar Sign. <laughs> Can you not tell by the stain on my jacket? <laughs> And they said, Dollar Sign, your jacket, it is so nice. What have you stained it so? And I said, it is that man's fault. And I pointed at the real dollar sign. And then, and then, ruckus, ruckus. Okay, but... Distracted everybody from my mission. But, like, just to put a little uh, extra shine on who may have been the true hero of this point. Uh, thank you, thank you. I, I threw him off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to say that I took the shrimp away, leading to the stain, leading to this wonderful operation by Sunburn. So really, the hero of this operation is me. Well, okay, okay, okay. But by throwing him off the ship, I fed the Kraken, which you said was your contribution. Was the Kraken not already fed by all the shrimp? Okay, okay, We did not gang. need to throw Dollar Sign off of this ship. He was taken care of. I convinced everybody he was an imposter. Why was he fed to the Kraken? Okay, okay, gang. We're not bad, kid. But come on. We haven't even gotten to the main course. I can tell we're all super excited to get to the Kraken, even though I said it was coming later. So let's just get that out of the way. Let's just get the Kraken out of the way so we can continue with the rest of the debrief. 
So either by shrimp or by dollar sign being thrown into the watery depths, the Kraken was summoned, which normally by itself would be fine. We in the Kraken have designated that part of the ocean a neutral zone. However, the Kraken is, as we all know, a notoriously good poker player. And any gains we had at that point were quickly getting lost. So this is all a setup, really, for the big commendation that I have here. Although, again, you can't get a commendation die, but maybe the director will keep this in mind. (laughs) So we all know who appeased the Kraken and convinced them to withdraw from the poker tournament. Alpha M. According to this note, Alpha Tiger M appeased the Kraken by giving the Kraken a discount referral code for the Alpha M website. Now, normally I thought that was a website for land mammals and not see whatever kind of animal the Kraken is. No, no, no. Alpha's an alpha. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I think that answers answers the Kraken. I think all of our curiosity has been finished with the Kraken. Okay, I just want to add a little thing right before him because, just because, the Kraken was already semi-appeased because of all of the shrimp I gave him. So obviously he was already pretty sleepy and pretty out of it to be able to accept a discount of such a store. Excuse me? Uh, All these gifts are meaningless. The Kraken is a demon that rises every 20 years and lays waste to the (laughs) land. It then sleeps and is reborn as a hero champion for the people. Everyone knows that. Literally no one knows that. I thought he had just risen because there was a really good poker tournament on the ship. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Did he come here as a demon or as an angel? Is there a difference? Some would say no. (laughs) Anyway, all this talk about the Kraken and the poker tournament and all that is fun, but that's not the real meat of the mission. Thank you. Thank you so much, Plasma Pangolin, for getting us back on track, away from the Kraken, and back towards the mission. Which, Milo, I think you would actually be pretty interested in the next part, considering that this is a big bonus for you, something you should be sure to be sticking on your next performance review. Because according to another note, you swiped the fake card deck that was actually ID cards and opened the staff elevator that let you go deeper into the ship. Yep, I I did that. That is how I got the guest list in the first place, because the guest list wasn't just lying around there in the table. No, no, I had had to first get the card to get to the guest list, to go through all this palace-looking ship and a lot of confusing rooms. I think I was a mouse once, I'm not entirely (laughs) sure, but eventually, eventually I was able to get that guest list with that card. And this was before the... Now I'm talking about the... We don't need to worry about the the distraction. Oh, 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 that was... Uh, We don't need to worry about that. You just got it at some point, and at some other point gave it to Plasma Pangolin. Is that correct? Yes. I did the main core of the mission first. The Kraken came later, but uh, yeah, we're... Not going to talk about that other success of mine. No, we, we, we know enough. <laughs> success of yours. I think we all know enough about the distraction. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. 
funny. I did understand that joke. Hiding behind humor is one of the core traits of an Omega. <laughs> is that... Is Omega good? That That's not relevant right now. <laughs> it's uh-huh. the last letter of the Greek alphabet. That's all I know about it. Oh, right. You would know all about Greece with the, yeah. the Pope thing. Yep. Yeah, yep. Originally from Greece, but I can talk to all of you all about it later on a different uh, case, if you all want. I don't really hang out with people outside of work. You're lost. Listen, if the director is interested... The director can check the podcast feed for the historical reenactment of your Pope adventures that you you did with your friends over at that Pontifax thing. But for right now, we're not talking about Popes. We're not talking about the sea monster. We're going to talk about Plasma Pangolin. Oh, finally. Because Plasma Pangolin, you were the core of this part of the mission. So... As you already mentioned, you had infiltrated the casino rigging slash money transfer room. And there was where the real core of the plan was. The poker tournament was kind of bust, but we had befriended the bull. So it was your job to then rig the rest of the games and get as much money as we can so we could afford more of those, what were they called? The overly expensive bugs that didn't work? <laughs> Uh, it's a little wordy, but it gets the point across. <laughs> During that process, though, as you were transferring the bit chips, apparently, according again to the confidential report, which may or may not be true, you did accidentally change all the bit chips to Monopoly money. Ah, oh, you see, I view this as a complete win. Look, cryptocurrency, digital bullshit, what kind of video game nonsense is that? We needed something we could carry out of there. Something that would not be suspicious. This was the core of the mission, after all. Befriending the bull, the guest list, bugging the ship, side objectives, all of them. Main objective, bankrupt the bull. What better way to do that to turn all his money to Monopoly money and then take it for ourselves? I rigged the game. I stole everyone's money. We devastated an entire criminal network's money. And what is it now? Monopoly money. But we own. It's ours. And I did all that without being spotted once. Not even once. No one even knows I was on the ship. Not even the poltergeist. (laughs) You said you had seen the poltergeist. I saw the poltergeist. The poltergeist didn't see me. My camo (laughs) index was too high. And I had a box. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. I can get behind most of this. But the money part. Yeah, I know a guy. Why wouldn't you just keep it for us? That does seem like a stronger use of Habit 7, Fiscal Responsibility, and Habit 2, Efficiency, since turning it to Monopoly money and then stealing it adds the extra step of turning it into Monopoly money. It may seem that way to the uninitiated, but like I said, I know a guy. He can launder that money right back into, well... Actual laundry first, but after that, it gets sold to real money at a markup. It's actually a really effective way to make some cash. Is he? A, is your? Is your guy an approved uh, third-party vendor? Uh. Does he have mission control stamp of approval? I would think that would be important. You know, Hero has a ban on working with Mister Monopoly. Oh no, not him. Never him. We uh, we go a long way back. He and I. We'll never see eye to eye again. 
Not since he took one of my eyes. <laughs> That's why I wear this eye patch. I did not notice it. Of course not. I remain an enigma. It's difficult to look at me for too long without just glancing aside. It's the way I like it. Is it all those uh, dominant alleles? Not as dominant as my alleles. <laughs> you have something, kid. But you're going up against what you can't comprehend. A sigma male. <laughs> I exist outside the hierarchy. By my own choice. It totally makes sense. It's just as good, but also better because I'm like my own individual, you know. There's no such thing as Sigma males! <laughs> Keep telling yourself that, kid. I, I just want to add an addendum here. I don't understand anything about these uh, Greek letter males, but I just want to say that Sigma is the 18th letter of the Greek alphabet. Therefore, it is not, in fact, above Alpha, which is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. So you're, in fact, an 18th male, whatever that means. Thank you, I, uh... Nerds have their worth in the hierarchy. Uh, well, check your website again. I think you'll see something interesting there. I've combed Alpha M, the website, for everything it's worth, and they say nothing about Sigma males. Well, there's your problem right there. A comb? It might seem like it's easier to handle, but it provides no tactical advantage. Real men with luxurious hair like mine use a brush. Gives you much greater control. Wow, I had not noticed how silky your hair looked until you mentioned it. Like I said, there's a lot of things that aren't known until I want to make them known. <laughs> All right, team. <laughs> really love this spirited discussion. Let's just turn it back to the topic at hand. Our last thing we got to talk about, just a small thing, not really that important to the mission, but you did sink 75% of the boat. Now, I got I got to give commendations here, although, again, I can't formally do that to Plasma Pangolin, whose hidden gun heels did come in handy when, and I quote, he did a kickflip and shot a hole through the padlock, keeping the lifeboats from being stolen, which considering that we had enough lifeboats for about 50 percent of the people on board means that you saved 60, 60. Well, then one, two, three. Just like we have logistics figure things out, we'll have the accounting department figure out the percentage of people you saved. But you did save a percentage of people. So kudos on that. Although I am a little curious how the boat sunk and why you knew that the lifeboats would be needed. And I swear to God... If someone mentions the Kraken... No, no, nothing like that. Honestly, my money's on the Poltergeist. And it's Monopoly money, all of it. Trust me. So the Poltergeist got the Monopoly money. What? No. No, the, the Poltergeist sunk the ship, probably. Like, did our crews ever get a, uh, a look at the damage done to the ship? See what actually caused that damage? Because I doubt you'd find it was, you know, a controlled demolition with C4. Nothing like that. Nothing our agents would have access to. But probably, like, I don't know, some ghostly energies ripping it apart. Why the hell was the ship sinking when I saw the poltergeist scooting around doing his whoa thing? Who even summoned that poltergeist anyway? I'm stealing all my mojo after I snuck back out deck. You and uh, Alpha M are the only ones who saw the poltergeist. Pretty suspicious, I agree. How the heck did you guys not see the poltergeist? I was in the poker hall the whole time. Poker hall was directly adjacent to the staff hallway, and that's where we both saw the ghost. 
The ghost must not have come this way. It must not have been a fan of poker. On a poker ship? Doubtful. Did you ask the poltergeists for their life story? Nobody- Perhaps they died because of poker and they now hate it and now have a vengeance for it. Well, I, I just want to clarify that I don't think the poltergeist was there for the poker, because if not, it would have been a poker geist. <laughs> we know that those are the ones that come for the poker. It's a poker. Thank you. Thank you. We'll to get into words. A poker geist. Look, I'm just saying, as the only member of this team who went down towards the bottom of the boat where it started sinking, uh, I can definitely confirm that not me, not I, destroyed the boat. Uh, that sounds uh, circumstantially suspicious, my friend. You know, it does sound very suspicious that you immediately knew to shoot for the lifeboats, as if you knew that the boat was going to sink. Well, it was uh, bad memories. I'd been on an oil taker once, and uh, it didn't work out so well. I knew I had to get to the lifeboat sooner rather than later. And like I said, it was already listing when I uh, made my way out. So we... We all think he did it, right? Well, that will be up to the director to decide, because I guess some things just will stay mysteries. There are a few things that won't stay mysteries, though. Thing one, you all successfully did the mission and went above and beyond. Everyone, give themselves a round of applause. Thing number two, we all know beyond a doubt that maybe thanks to the Monopoly money, maybe thanks to sinking the ship, maybe thanks to feeding all of the shrimp to a hungry, you know what? You all are banned from the casino for life. So we'll have to figure out something else for the company retreat, I guess. But thing three, and this is the really exciting one, one of you is going to get a promotion. Thank you. I'll work on my acceptance speech. Don't call your shots before they fired, kid. Sorry, one sec. Just gotta uh, spread a little further. <laughs> so, director, this is where you get involved. Now that you've listened to all of our four agents, it's up to you to select which one you want to promote. Now, if you're listening on a podcast feed, you should find next to this one four other episodes, quote unquote. They're just your selection buttons. Whenever you're ready, stop this recording and select one of those episodes to choose who you want to give the promotion to. You may also, depending on what feed you're using, find it in what we call the description below. Or if you're watching this on our virtual podcast, which we call YouTube, you will find four links right now that you can select. All right, make your selection. 